Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah, that's the prophet Yirmiyahu, chapter 36. Just like the last chapter 35, this also takes place during the reign of the King Yehoiakim. He was the son of Yoshiel, the son of Josiah, who in the beginning of his reign was a loyal vassal to the Babylonians, but then he decided to rebel against the Babylonians, which brought the first onslaught, the first attack of Babylon against Jerusalem and the first stage of the exile. This particular chapter occurs during the time period where Yehoiakim is decides to um, rebel against Babylon against the advice of Jeremiah. Uh, and the, Jeremiah at this point is not yet reviled and hated by the people. He has not yet been um, abused uh, and he is still, uh, you know, just like during the days of Josiah when Jeremiah was honored, uh, he was still considered a honored prophet. Um, however, um, his uh, his repeated uh, rebuke of the people, his repeated warnings to the people, telling them the words of God, telling them that the people were corrupt, telling them that they should not rebel against Nebuchadnezzar and that they should not rebel against Babylon because if they would, they'd be doomed because they did not deserve salvation from God, but rather their practices made them deserving of punishment. They refused to listen. They refused to change their ways. So it was during this time period where Jeremiah is preaching this message and the king is, 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 is deciding to rebel anyway and ignore Jeremiah's message that this particular chapter takes place. And it was during the fourth year of the reign of Yehoiakim ben Yoshio Malch Judah, of Yehoiakim the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, that is when this particular um, word of God came, El Yermiyahu Me'et Adonai from God to Jeremiah, saying as follows, I want you to take a scroll, a book, a scroll, and I want you to write upon it all of those prophecies. Remember, from the beginning of this book until now, it was full of prophecies where, Jer- where Jeremiah told the people that they needed to, to, um, to mend their ways. They needed to go in the ways of justice and righteousness and, and, um, and that, that that would be the only way to save themselves from servitude to Babylon but uh, if they um, were not worthy, they would not be saved, and so on. So write all of this down. All of those prophecies that we've been saying until now, Al Yisrael regarding Israel, Val Yehudan regarding Judah, Val Kol and regarding all of the nations, because remember, all of these prophecies, these messages, were directed to the entire world to learn how it is that God wants them to live. From the days I started speaking to you, remember, Jeremiah started his prophecies back in the, in the reign of Josiah, well, it was years back when he started being a prophet. From those days, until today, I want you to write them all down in a book. And Ulai, maybe, if you write it down, and then people can read it, people can see it, and they can they can spread the word. And maybe Yishmu Beit Yehuda, the house of Judah, will will hear it. Call all of the all of the um, um, disasters 
that I am planning on doing to them. In order that maybe they'll mend their ways. Each person will then change from their bad ways. And then I can forgive them. And maybe we can avert this disaster. It's always about averting the disaster. Remember, I made this point before and I'll make this point again. The point of a prophecy is was of a prophecy of a coming disaster is not that the coming disaster should happen the purpose is so that the people should repent and make sure that the event does not happen jeremiah would have been the happiest man in the world had his prophecies not come true unfortunately he had to see his prophecies come true so vayikra yirmiyahu so yirmiyahu called his scribe who was at Baruch ben Neriyah. His name was Baruch, the son of Neriyah. Vayichtov Baruch mipi Yirmiyahu. It called Vreya. Donai Hashem Diberi. Love Al Megillat Sefer. And Baruch wrote down word for word from what he heard from Yirmiyahu all of the words that God had spoken to him, and he wrote it down in this scroll. Vayitzavei Yirmiyahu at Baruch Lemor. And Yirmiyahu then told Jeremiah then told his scribe Baruch as follows: Ani Atzur lo uchal avobeit Adonai. I am um, constrained, is the best translation that I think I, I would say is for this word atzor. It's, um, why he was atzor, why he was constrained is not 100% clear, but, but you could say, according to Rashi, who explains that he was in jail already, um, although it's, um, and that's the way many of the... Um, commentaries assume that this therefore must have happened when he was in jail but we don't have but at this point in history it doesn't seem like he was actually in jail i think atzor is because he's constrained because he knows what would happen when this scroll becomes publicized and we're about to see what would happen and we'll understand very well why it is that yermiyahu did not want to appear on his own in the temple with this scroll. So he's saying Atsur, either because as some of the commentaries say he's Atsur because he's actually uh, uh, hiding or in, 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 in jail. So, so, I mean, I've seen some translated as in hiding, which is a little bit more accurate. But I think the word constrained is the best because meaning I have to play it safe. I don't want to show up with this. Therefore, you should come the Karat of Amagila, and you should read in this book. Apparently, he wasn't worried, as since Baruch is only is only the scribe reading the words of Jeremiah. Um, it, it, he, Baruch himself wouldn't be necessarily in danger. So, I want you to read this scroll Asher Katavta that you wrote me, P, that I dictated to you at Tevei Adonai, and I dictated to you the words of God. I want you to read this to in the in front of the entire people that are gathered in the house of God. And when are they going to be gathered there? On a fast day. And also, because then the people from all over Judea will gather in the temple from the various towns of the land. They'll all be coming here from their cities. That's when I want you to read it, when everyone is gathered together. Um Maybe when they're all together, they'll 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 all um, uh, genuinely repent, and they will 
cry and pray to God. And then v'yashuvu, what's crucial here is the next words, v'yashuvu ishmidar Maybe we can inspire the people to change their ways, to change their evil ways. Ki gadol Because there is a lot of anger, asher diber Adonai alam that God spoke regarding this nation. Vayas baruch ben and Baruch, the son of Neria, the, the um, scribe, did exactly as Yermiyahu, the prophet Jeremiah, commanded him, to read the words of this book in the house of God. The, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, Vayahi, and it was in the, um, in the fifth year, they were waiting for a day, a fast day, to be declared. So it was in the fifth year of the Yoyakim ben Yoshio, of the king Yoyakim, the son of Yoshio, Melchuda, the king of Judah, in the ninth month. So that would have been in Kislev, the same month that the, the later holiday Hanukkah would fall out in. They called a fast before God, the entire nation to gather in Jerusalem, and all of the people coming from all of the towns over throughout Yehuda to Jerusalem. Now, um, the question is what the point of this fast was. Usually you call a fast day on a day of suffering, on a day when um, there is a reason to fast. So it could be because Kislev is winter time, and in the winter time they expected rain. Um, it would have been the rain, the beginning of the rainy season, and maybe there was no rain, and they called a fast for rain. Another, but however, the more likely possibility is that they heard of the. Um, at this time in history, we know if we can calculate the years. This was after the time when the Assyrian, the remnants of the Assyrian Empire had allied themselves with the Egyptian army, the Egyptian army who had moved up through Egypt um, to, to join with the allies of the Assyrian army. This, this was the Egyptian army that battled against uh, King Josiah, Yoshiahu, and the battle in which he was killed. And they, uh, they fought the final battle of, of, at Carchemish against the Babylonian Empire. The Babylonians were victorious in this battle at Carchemish. And once the Babylonians are victorious, now it was clear that the Babylonians would eventually march upon Jerusalem. So it's likely that they called a fast day to pray. Now remember to pray because they're in danger of the Babylonians because remember that Yehoiakim had decided to rebel against the Babylonians. He had thrown his lot in with the wrong allies. Now remember that these are people that are coming to fast. So these are people that believe in God. They believe they're coming to pray in the temple. They're fasting. But Jeremiah is still calling them evil people that need to mend their ways. He's still calling out them on their corruption. They still don't get the idea that God is not someone who you pray to, you do, you give some, him some sacrifices and you get back some good, uh, some good stuff, goodies. It's not a transactional relationship with God. What God wants is our behavior to be better, but this is what they didn't understand. So these are religious people, but they had the wrong idea about what God really wants. And that's the message of 
this prophet and all the prophets. So it was at this time that he goes ahead and reads this book. And what happens when he reads it? This is verse 10. And Baruch read the book, the words of Jeremiah, Beit Adonai, in the temple, Belishkat, in the room of Gimariahu ben Shafan Hasofer, of the scribe Gimariahu ben Shafan. It's very interesting because Shafan is, is a figure who comes up many times. Um, he was, he was uh, the father of a very prominent family. And in excavations, recent excavations, we've found the seals of this scribe with this name, Gimariahu, the son of Shafan. Um, you can uh, if you, uh, you could Google that and you could find pictures of the seals with his actual name written down. Um, and uh, several of the other um, scribes that are mentioned in this chapter, they've actually found seals with their names on them near the locations where they would have used those seals. So Gemariah ben Shafan, the scribe, his room, that was where Baruch read it from, Bechatzar Elyon in the upper yard, Petach Shar Beit Adonai Chadash, at the opening of the new gate to the house of God, in, in a place where the entire nation was able to hear. So the son of this Gemariah ben Shafan, who... Who, whose room was being used as a platform to read this, he heard at Kol Derei Adonai Me'alasei for all of the words of God from this book. Now, if you remember, in the book of Josiah, not that long ago, they found the book of God, they found the Torah in the, in the temple, read the Torah to Josiah, which led to a mass, um, a mass movement of repentance, and it led to... God's favor, it led to good things. Here, they read this book, and let's see what kind of effect it has on the people. So the people heard it, Vayired Beit HaMelech Elishkat HaSofer, and they went to the house of the king, to the chamber of the scribe, Vihine Sham, and in that room, Kol HaSorim Yoshvim. All of the big officers, all the big guys, the king's cabinet, they were all sitting around in that room. Who were they? They were all named as follows Elishama Hasofer, the scribe named Elishama, Udulayo, and Shemayo, who and a guy named Dulayo, the son of Shemayo, who must have been a big member of the king's cabinet, Vial Natan ben Achbar, Ugimariao ben Shafan, the guy himself whose room we talked about before, who the one whose seal was actually found and identified and can be seen in museums today, Vitzitkiao ben Khananyao, and all of and them and all these named people plus all the other big officers. So Vayagedla and Michayahu, so Michayahu who was there when this scroll was read, told them everything that he heard, everything that he had heard when Baruch read this book to the public. So now the king's cabinet has just heard the, the news that has been declared to the entire crowd. And they, so the, the king's, uh, the officers of the cabinet sent for Baruch. They, went, they, they wanted to get him. They said, come bring him in front of us. And who did they send to get him? They sent the person named at Yehudi, Ben Netanyahu, Ben Shalamiao, Ben Kushi. Uh, that was his name and that was his lineage. We just named his father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. Lamar, and this person whose name was Yehudi, interestingly, his name is now is, is Jew or Judean. But that was his personal name. They sent this man to go to Baruch and saying as follows, 
that scroll that you read to the whole nation, take it in your hands, right? Um, uh, take that uh, uh, in your hands and bring it, and bring it with you, right? So Vaikah Baruch So Baruch came to the to the to the chamber where the king's cabinet was sitting and meeting, and he brought the scroll along with him. Shevna, sit down, I want you to read it to us. So Baruch sat down in front of the whole council, the king's council, and Baruch read it to them clearly so that they heard every word. When they heard all of the things, they were frightened. They were, they were scared because they heard that their people are doing bad. God is decreeing terrible punishment. And meantime, remember, this was a day of a fast. And uh, we're ma- assuming that this fast was being made because they had heard that the Babylonian army was marching closer. And, and um, if, if this could be a d- terrible disaster. We need to do something. But Yom Baruch, they said to Baruch, Hageid nagid la melech, we must, we absolutely must tell the king about this. And many of them, at least some of them, are hoping that Yehoiakim will get the message, just like his father Josiah got the message when he read, when they found the scroll of the Torah, and bring the people to repent, mend their ways, change their ways, and listen to the message of Jeremiah. So the council asked Baruch as follows, Please tell us, how were you able to write down all of these words um, from, of Jeremiah? How did you know all this stuff? Did you memorize it? Like, where does it come from? Remember, Jeremiah himself isn't there. So they don't know. Did Baruch, maybe Baruch made this all up. Uh, maybe he made it up on his own. Maybe he got it from somewhere else. Baruch, so Baruch answered them, this is verse 18. Mi piv yikra elai. He read it to me himself. It called Dvarim Eile. Bani kotev ala sefer badyo. All I did was write it down on the page in ink. So now, in verse 19, um, we see and understand why Yermiyahu knew that he had to hide. Vayomer asarim el baruch. Now Baruch has just admitted that he was con- conspiring, so to speak, with Jeremiah to write these things. And the, the council of the king, the royal council understood that the king may not have a very good reaction. They're hoping that he will, but they're thinking that he may not. So they told him, Go hide and make sure Jeremiah himself is hidden too. And don't let anyone know where you're hiding. Because they understood that if the king takes this the wrong way, that Jeremiah's life would be in danger. And I'm pretty sure this is why, I remember when I translated Atzor before as constrained, it doesn't mean that he was in jail. It means rather that Yermiyahu could not, um, Yermiyahu understood that it would not be a very wise move to come because his life would be in danger as we see that they, this council understood that as well. Verse 20, They came to the king in his courtyard, 
And they left the scroll in the chamber of Elishama the Sofer, and they read to him, they reported everything that was written in there. So So the king took the same messenger, the guy whose name was Yehudi, and said, I want you to go get the book itself. I want to hear it straight from the book. Take that book. So he went and he took it from where it was sitting in that room. And Yehudi, the messenger, read it word for word in front of the king. So now he's not getting it secondhand, but the king was getting it firsthand directly from the scroll. Since it was winter time, the king was in his winter home, which was heated. Right, this was in the ninth month of the year. It was in a cold month. And there was a furnace that was some kind of a heater that had a flame in it that was warming the room because it was winter time. And it was every time he would read three or four columns from this scroll. The king would. Slice it off the scroll with the with a with a sharp knife of a scribe for which they used to slice the paper. And he would throw it upon the flame which was in the furnace. Until the entire scroll was completely consumed by flame. But the king and the people in the king's room, they were not afraid. Like, remember the council, the people in the council, many of them were afraid. Oh no, God is going to punish us. We need to do something. The people that heard the speech were, were inspired to change, to do something. But the king and the people that were directly surrounding him, they were not afraid at all. They did not tear their clothing at all. Those that listened there, they didn't care. They just basically the equivalent of spat on the book and threw it into the flame and ignored it. But then some of the members of the council that were watching what happened, they begged the king, don't burn it. Don't burn it. This is important. We need to heed this message. But the king did not listen to the advisors that wanted to pay attention to Jeremiah's message. The king wanted to listen to himself. And the king commanded Yirachmael, who is one of the sons of the king, uh, and some other officers there, Vietzerayo ben Azriel, Vietzerayo ben Abdel, and commanded them to go ahead, commanded them to go out and arrest Baruch and Jeremiah, arrest the prophet that. that that, that dictated these things and arrest the scribe that, that wrote them down. However, by Astirem Adonai, God hid them in their hiding place where they were. They remained hidden and the king's messengers that were sent to arrest them were not able to find them. Verse 27, And God then spoke to Jeremiah after this episode where the king burnt the scroll and all of the things Hashem Katav Baruch, all the things that Baruch had written me, Pirimio, that Yirmiyo had dictated, Lamer, God spoke to him as follows after this event of the burning. Shuv, I want you to go do this again. Take for yourselves another scroll. Write them all down again. 
All of those things, Asher Hayu Al Hamagilah Rishon, are the same words that were written on the first scroll, Asher Saraf Yoyakim El Chuda, that the king Yoyakim had burned. I want you to write a new one. Val Yoyakim El Chuda Tomar, but now I want you to add something concerning the fate of the king himself, because the king himself was given the message and refused to listen. Call my Adonai, so says God. This is what message you should write regarding the king himself. You decided to burn this scroll, Lamar, saying as follows. The message you were giving was as follows. Why is it that you wrote in this scroll that the king of Babylon is going to come and destroy this land? will destroy men and animals. You said, why do you write these terrible things down? They're not going to happen. God is not going to punish us. Instead of listening to the message and repenting, you ignored it and said, there's no way this is ever going to happen. Why are you writing this nonsense? And then you burnt it. Therefore, because you acted this way, verse 30, regarding the king of Judah, he will not have a child that is going to sit upon the throne of David. Yehoiakim's child was Yehoiachin, who was king for only several months before he was conquered and taken away by the Babylonians. And you, Yehoiakim, when when um, when you die, your corpse will be thrown into the fields to the heat exposed to the heat of the day and the cold of the night and I'm going to punish him and his children and his servants all of them I'm going to punish them for their sins and I'm going to bring upon them and the residents of Jerusalem and all of the people of Judah who Follow this evil king. All of the bad things that I have written about in this scroll, and they refuse to listen to me, and they refuse to take heed of the message of the scroll. So Jeremiah went ahead and did exactly what God said. He took another scroll, and he gave it to his scribe Baruch again. And again, he wrote down what Yermio dictated at Kol Sefer, all of the words in the book, which was burnt by the king Asher And then, and he continued to write many other similar uh, uh, things added. The things added were, of course, the words about Yoyakim that God said, and other messages that God had told Jeremiah to add to the scroll regarding the behavior of the people and and the punishments that were coming if they didn't repent. Thank you so much for paying attention to chapter 36 and studying it together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 37 and of course the rest of the book of Jeremiah together.